0: Over 30 years of advice for your house, home, castle, or cabin. Y'all have things you want to get done. It's Rosie on the house.
1: So, come on into my house and let's get it done. Let's get it done. Get it done, Rosie, right. You can reach into my house by phone and dial one The topic is getting that roof ready for the monsoon. Now, let me just share with you uh, the history of roofs in Arizona just for a little bit, okay? When Arizona went through its longest period of expansion, of in-migration, was shortly after the invention of air conditioning and the end of World War II, where many of the guys were stationed at Luke uh, and experienced how great a place this was to live. And in the 40s and 50s, we didn't have enough builders here to meet the demand for housing that we found. So the guys and gals that ended up being the builders of those homes generally came from someplace else, California or the Midwest or Northeast. And they got here and decided, well, it never rains here. So the last thing we have to worry about is what to roof the house with. Let's just throw the cheapest possible thing we can find over the top of the roof, and everything will just be fine. But because of the
2: lack of rain, it actually creates more water problems uh, because of the water inconsistency. You know, if you look at the soils when it rains, they get wet, they expand. You know, when it dries, you can see it cracking and shriveling up. Well, that same thing is happening on your roof and the underlayment that is your waterproofing agent. It just, dries out, then that water comes, cools it off, contracts, expands, contracts, expands to the heat. And because a lot of our rain comes quickly, you know, the monsoon summer rains, and we get a lot quickly, compact with a punch, Bow. you know, gutters are overlooked in a lot of cases, but, you know, you can see it. You can get a ton of water displaced against your home really quickly where, you know, you probably should have that guttered and channeled away
1: from your foundation. Many a rain gutter salesman in Phoenix in the 50s starved to death. (laughs) Many, many. I mean, that that was the last thing in the world anybody ever thought of. Rain gutters. Really? In Arizona. In Arizona. (laughs) You know. But we get rain, generally speaking, in two varieties. The monsoon microburst horizontal hard driving large drops that creates a whole different challenge than our soft two day January winter soaking rains two completely different situations that have to be addressed completely different and in my 50 years of building and remodeling in Arizona, I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt, the number one problem I'm dealing with in solving someone's problem at their house has to do with water. I mean, it's not, a a second place issue doesn't even come close. It's because we builders in the 50s and 60s underestimated what we have to do to protect a home with its roof and with its exterior coating Uh, we began to realize this as we saw the repairs that we were doing in the 60s and 70s new technologies came out and in the 80s and 90s we really began to get our act together let's talk about getting those roofs ready for monsoons And I know I'm talking to a lot of you when I ask you, was your roof replaced about 10 years ago? Remember the October hailstorm that came through and caused damage in Maricopa County to 150,000 homes? 150,000 homes were damaged with that hailstorm. Many of you got new roofs. Many of you got new air conditioners. Uh, I My air conditioning partners and my roofing partners were so worried about all the roofs and air conditioners they were replacing, they figured they were going to have to go through a, a recession uh, for 10 years because all these units were prematurely retired or damaged. Uh, that... Didn't really occur, but if your roof is 10 years old, dating back to that hailstorm, now is about the time you need to start paying attention to your roof. Any new roof installed correctly should give you a good 10-year worry-free period, except foam, except foam roof. You've, You've got to do a little bit more often inspection on the foam roof. I like foam, but truth to tell, it can be one of the higher maintenance roofs for a flat roof. But let's just look at a typical pitched roof that's got a three-tab asphalt uh, shingle uh, or concrete tile roof. At 10 years, there's a great chance that the sun and the heat of the Arizona desert floor has aged the elasticity out of those products to the point that the UV and the dry, dry air literally sucks the elasticity out of those tar products the same way it sucks elasticity out of the skin on your body. And after 10 years of living up there on the roof, in 110, 115 degree weather is about the time you need to start backing up, looking looking at your roof and seeing, are, am I missing any shingles? Look particularly in the valleys and along the outside edges, because as that shingle gets more and more brittle, the more prone it is to be lifted up off the roof, by one of these summer monsoon microbursts, horizontal wind powers that can approach hurricane strength, 60, 70, sometimes 80 miles an hour, okay? Are you missing a couple shingles? Uh, Now's probably the time you want to address that now. Uh, Are a couple of your clay tile have, have some palm fronds been blown down or roof limbs blown down or people servicing equipment on your roof? cracked some of the tile the the concrete tile on your roof take a look get back as far as you can and observe it from the ground we don't generally recommend uh, unless you're trained to do so to get up and walk around on your roof that's what we call conditions conducive for a hospital visit and we don't like promoting that Uh, so at 10 years you might want to take a look at your receipts, or if you had HomeZada, you could just simply log on to HomeZada and see who did your roof and contact those people and say, you know, at 10 years, I think it's time for you to come out and at least just walk my roof and take a look. Once you start that routine, you ought to have that done about every three to five years because the last thing you want in those driving rains of the summer monsoons is to be sitting there watching jeopardy uh have the monsoon hit and you hear drip 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 i would encourage you uh if you don't currently have gutters and downspouts on i would tell you you need them we want the water or a rain harvesting system would work as well Uh, we want the water that falls on our roof to land approximately 10 feet away from our foundation. The reason for that has to do with a lot of the soil problems we have in the state of Arizona. And once our soil is dry, it's tremendously stable, but we have a lot of expansive soil in Arizona. And when it gets wet, it expands just like a sponge. And most of the foundation problems we see in Arizona are due to soil expansion cracking your foundation as opposed to foundation settling. So if we can get the moisture away from our foundation, I don't even like to see landscape planters up against a house. I don't like to see lawns right up against a house. The area five feet out from your stem wall should be limited to concrete skirts, rock walls, low, low, low water required plants like cactus. Uh, but nothing that requires water ought to be up against your foundation. So let's get the downspouts. Now that is going to include, that then gives you a little maintenance issue. You're going to have to check seasonally, set up a stepladder, crawl up and just do a visual inspection of those gutters and downspouts and make sure they are flowing free now for a flat roof walk the flat roof and take a look at it there's the asphalt roofs and those are pretty easy to troubleshoot because you look at every place that they have a roof penetration or that the tar has developed an alligator look to it or the seams have started lifting or delaminating a foam roof can be a little bit harder but the primary thing is make sure there's no foam exposed the elastomeric top coating has to be absolutely continuous now a lot of times a foam roof will develop big large blisters those can be a problem too if you've got blisters in your foam roof you're gonna be much better off just getting in touch with one of the Rosie certified foam roof installers and have them come up and take care and address those simple blistered areas. You'll be in much better shape.
0: And welcome back to Rosie on the House, your Saturday morning tradition, uh, helping the Arizona homeowner with just about every question, and Rosie, we've mentioned this a million times before, but we get a, it seems like a million questions through the internet machine, and that's when we came up with the most asked question of the week. Our guru of the internet, Jen Gura, that's right, that's uh, right, does the counting for us, and um, and this week's question is is really interesting, especially if you have a pool. Um, the pros and cons of a cool deck versus an acrylic pool deck versus Pavers. Aha. Uh-huh.
1: The reason that's the most asked question is because the heat we've had the last two weeks. Exactly. <laughs> and then people are trying <laughs> to walk out there by the pool barefooted. Yeah. <laughs> Ow! Yikes. And we, we did a study about 15 years ago of the various different deck surfaces. And we started with Cool Deck and we threw about a half a dozen different pavers out there. And the acrylic stones and some natural flagstone, as well as some trex material and some redwood. We threw it all out there under the sun and, uh, and shot it uh, with a thermometer gun. And flagstone and some of the darker pavers were exceeding 135 degrees. Ouch.
0: Oh, just thinking about that, hurting my foot right now.
1: As handsome as flagstone is yes. for that southwest look, there's a price to pay for it. One, it's going to be chipping all the time.
0: But that was my point. I had a flagstone in the backyard. Uh, You're I had sweeping it constantly. Yeah. Ended up sweeping most of it away. But
1: yeah, eventually <laughs> you do layer by layer, right? Exactly. Um, so the, the color... I think, in my mind, is the most critical consideration. And I would eliminate anything on the darker spectrum. You are going to create a heat sink in your backyard. So, I'm a big fan of any of the concrete pavers that are lighter in color. There are actually some that are air-entrained. There are some, uh, I'll mention a brand name in particular, Ancient Stone, and there, it's an air-entrained concrete that never reaches ambient temperature.
3: So wow. when it's
1: 115 yeah. degrees outside, it's about your body temperature. You're not going to perceive, barefooted, that that's a hotter surface than a concrete sidewalk. Wow. Or or definitely a dark paver. Yeah. So those are the considerations I would make. Cool deck. Uh, Boy, you could make Cool Deck look good forever. I mean, you can reseal it. You can repaint it. You can put the new white cap expansion strips in it. Uh, But no matter what you do with it, it's Cool Deck. It's Cool (laughs) Deck. And, man, that was really popular when it came out in the 60s and 70s. And it just shouts, Cool Deck. Cool Deck, But it accomplished a tremendous function of giving you a surface you actually could walk on barefooted so it got the industry rolling that way the acrylic products i really like them they tend to hold up a little bit longer than the cool deck and you have a much bigger variety of patterns that you could pick if you really are crazy about that flagstone look you could do the look in an acrylic and not suffer all the other consequences we talked about earlier so the acrylic is a a good option Uh, Cool deck is cool deck. You really can make it look good. Go over it, reseal it, retexture it, recolor it, uh, and it can be made to look as good as it was the day it was installed in 1967. dark that's as good as it's ever going to look as it
0: did in 1967. And you grew up in the 60s, right? (laughs) Yes, that's right. You just don't remember anything. That's the old joke. Yeah. When it comes to color— when you talk about, you know, lighter colors, obviously, is the way to go because they don't uh, capture heat. How dark could you go? You don't want black pavers, but can Ooh, you go with yeah. a dark red paver? Could you go with a... You can. A- you can. Just
1: know, the darker you go, the warmer the surface is going to
0: be. Just remember that. Keep your flip-flops handy, folks. <laughs> Absolutely. And,
1: and and I we don't lay very much concrete anymore mm-hmm. in our hardscapes, in our sidewalks, in our driveways we have pretty much converted all of those exterior surfaces to pavers uh they're just more durable there's no cracking uh they 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 started setting the trend 20 years ago as the product to use and i and i think they are and they're easy
0: it's easy to repair a paver deck oh man uh, you know i've got a driveway oh. that uh was probably built the same time my house was built and it's got some cracks in it sure. um, um Obviously, if I have to repair it, you got to break the whole thing up, and you got to put in a new one. But with pavers, you get two or three that are broken. You just pull them out and put new ones in. You do.
1: They make a special tool that slides in, and as you lift the handle, it clamps that particular paver, lifts it straight out, and you just drop another one right back in. And they don't color fade. Mm -hmm. So you can take one from storage and slip it in there, and it's not going to stand out or shout at you. That's great. So I'm a really, really big fan of the pavers, and the lighter, the better. And they even make them in an overlay paver, Gary. Mm -hmm. So if if you want to overlay your back patio and then convert to a full thick paver for that transition area between the patio and the pool, you can do that, and it can all be one continuous surface.
0: So, let's see, the winner here is pavers? For me, the winner is pavers.
1: Uh, Guard is my favorite paver. Yes. Uh, but again, certified. ancient stone made right there in Phoenix. The, the surface never gets to
0: ambient temperature. That's that's pretty incredible. That's great. By the way, if you ever have a question and a curiosity, whether it's pavers or paintbrushes or whatever the case may be, info at com. It may be the most asked question of the week, sir. So.
1: Thank you, Arizona, from Sanderson Ford. Their 66th anniversary sale was a huge success, a monster success, and thanks for your support for lifting Sanderson Ford to number one in both sales and customer service for the past five months in a row.
2: And we've got seven more to go to keep them number one for a solid year. June is winding down. If car buying is on your to-do
1: this weekend, got to be on Saturday. Sanderson Ford never open on Sunday. This sale was so successful Sanderson Ford took in hundreds and hundreds of quality trade ins of most makes and models. Now all these certified pre-owned vehicles have been marked down with clearance pricing. They have great selection starting at just under 10 grand. If you're looking for a new SUV, get 1.9% financing for 60 months on approved credit. For the Escape, edge and explore plus plus up to two grand trade assist again thank you arizona from the family at sanderson ford
2: 51st avenue in maryland just south of glendale in glendale time for our rosie on the house weekly to do it's designed to tackle one area around your home castle or cabin that you need to do or take care of Uh, if we tackle one project a week it's a lot easier to manage and maintain than Uh, stacking up projects to uh, get done later. And a well-maintained home is a more enjoyable home to live in. And today's to-do is looking at the summer shade. We're now wrapping up the historically hottest month of Arizona's in June. And at the end of it, are there any particular places on your home that have extreme exposure to the sun? Or maybe you've figured out your patio isn't big enough. A lot of the Uh, default size that come from the builders uh, don't really provide a lot of room for uh, entertaining or enjoyment and we've got tom booth of booth built patio products talking about finding that summer shade from your home and the benefits to making sure you've got an entire shade canopy against your home
4: well without any shade it is pretty hard to enjoy the outdoors that's for certain
2: and a shaded side, if you've got extreme exposures on south or west sides of your home uh, and that's where your patio is, adding a extended patio cover, you know, it's, ten, it's a, a sunscreen times a thousand.
4: <laughs> Probably so. And you mentioned how the builders will put on a little postage stamp size patio cover, and that's the nice thing. You can put a pergola in front of it or alongside of that little postage stamp, and now you can enjoy that space far more. And and something
2: you used to see a lot is people that would do this project themselves, they would just bolt on to the end of the patio um, if they've got, let's say, only a six-foot patio overhang and they wanted it further. They would just nail to the end of it and extend out. But to do a proper patio, you've got to come back to the roof plate on top of the home.
4: Well, that's true if it's built out of wood. That's not always true if you use the wood product the aluminum wood product oftentimes can bolt onto that fascia, so you're not having to pay for that space that's already there. Uh, so that's one benefit of the aluminum wood product as opposed to building out of wood.
2: So then you don't have the demolition cost of ripping that patio off and going back to the top plate of the home. You can just add on to an existing.
4: That's exactly
2: right. And I've seen some of them where they even have. Um, how do you call it a movable roof what are you an oscillating roof so in the winter time you can turn it and let the sunshine come in
4: they they do make louvered roofs so that uh, you can let the sunlight in those times of the year when you want and also shed the rain uh, when it's raining if it ever rains again
2: <laughs> now on, a, on an aluminum wood install are you required to do permits then if you're not doing that demolition back to the top plate
4: Unfortunately, yes. Oh, <laughs> anything <Christ. laughs> anything that's attached to the home needs a building permit. The rule in most every city is that if it's freestanding and under 200 square feet between the posts, then you do not need a building permit. But the minute it's attached to the house, even if it's five by five, you need a building permit.
2: And that 200 square feet, I mean, it sounds like a lot, but that's... You can chew up that really easy. <laughs> That's...
4: You, you can, but, um, you know, there's also benefits to um, to not having the the building permit needed. You're going to speed up the process. You're going to lower the costs overall, which is always a benefit. Um, and, f- you know, 14 by 14 would be 196 square feet. That's between the posts, but then you can have a two-foot overhang all the way around it. So now you have a really nice size... uh, pergola and that can be out in the yard and that can be full shade that would shed the water or just a partial shade
2: and durability wise on the aluminum wood product versus real wood what what's your preference
4: you know wood looks nice the day you're finished not so true a year later plus you have to uh, repaint it if it's a solid roof that's going to shed water you may have to well you will have to re-roof it But with the aluminum wood product, if it's a full shade product, you don't have to re-roof it, you don't have to repaint it. You just—it's as close to maintenance-free as you can be.
2: The aluminum is molded and shaped to look like wood.
4: Right, it's aluminum that's designed to look like wood.
2: And what kind of structural load? I mean, is it? Durable in the monsoons.
4: Yeah, it'll handle the monsoons and all the snow we get here in the valley.
2: <laughs> it'll handle the snow. Is that a personal guarantee, Tom? Personal guarantee. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> what about hail?
4: <laughs> well, the hail can um, can dent it. It would just cause uh, a cosmetic damage. It wouldn't be. It wouldn't be a structural damage.
2: Most of us wouldn't even see. Your neighbor would probably see it more from his side of the fence, looking over. You don't often look at the top of your. Pergola or patio roof.
4: Yeah, if you have a, a neighbor with a two-story home, he would see that. So it 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 could on some of our uh, we have two types of solid or full shade patios. One is a non-insulated and it's just a single skin aluminum, and that would show the hail damage much like all the cars got damaged uh-huh. about fifteen years ago. Uh, but we have an insulated roof, and that's a foam core product, and so the top the top side would take the beating. And you'd never see that. Only your neighbor with a two story house would see that. So.
2: And that insulated option um, for the outside, that just is one more additional outsulation that we're adding to our living space.
4: Yes. Yep. So the foam core is uh, typically a three inch foam core. And it's styrofoam, and we all know how effective that is. You can hold a hot cup of coffee in a very, very thin styrofoam cup and not burn your hand. Well, this is three inches of that foam. And then in a factory, it has aluminum skins laminated to the top and the bottom, and the panels interlock with each other, and it does a great job. We use that product frequently if somebody wants to have an Arizona room, an all-glass room, so that they might air condition that space. You would need an insulated roof for that.
2: And I love sitting out in Arizona during a monsoon, just the smell of the rain, the sound of the rain hitting the roof, especially if it's a tin metal roof, just being able to really enjoy uh, soaking up uh, the, the, the smells, and especially if it's at night, the lightning show. And I would imagine that insulated ones probably a little bit quieter when the rain's pounding as
4: well. It is. But I have insulated patio cover at my house, and I know when it's raining. So you still hear it, but not as much as if it's the single-skin, non-insulated type.
2: And you were just out in the Aroneka of the Woods working on a gentleman who's uh, also another Rosie on the House certified partner. What did you guys do for old Mr. Cole?
4: We built a freestanding, uh, non-insulated, uh, full-shade patio cover for him.
2: And when you say freestanding, so this isn't attached to the home, it is it at- is it. It's in the backyard a few feet off the patio by maybe, is it by a pool or some kind of sitting area? It's,
4: it's where he has his barbecue equipment and stuff, so he can be out there barbecuing or smoking his his uh, his brisket and be, be in the shade.
2: Nice. And it's crazy, but you would not believe how much more I actually grill during the summer than I do the winter because in the wintertime, it's dark so early that I'm, I'm not home in time to really get it. Done, but then in the summertime, to keep all the cooking heat from the inside of the house, we do everything we can to keep it uh, cool inside. So I do a lot of our grilling in the summer just to keep the heat of cooking outside. <laughs> it's
4: it's definitely helpful to have a patio cover over that cooking space, oh. so you can do that. Because if you face west, you're gonna you're still going to be in the sun, and it's not as enjoyable to. Um, you know to be doing all of that grilling and barbecuing if you got the sun blaring on you
2: so our topic all month long has been summer comfort summer shade uh summer living here in arizona and it's only a couple months that it's really uh, brutal but even even in those brutal months with a little bit of shade goes a long long way if you've got an area in your home that's a pain point uh if you've got an area that you need to add some additional shade to see they're already calling you tom people <laughs> need shade um you could get an estimate on that project from uh, Booth Built.
4: I thought it was your phone.
2: <laughs> you can find them in the Patio and Outdoor Living category at com or your website. It's, it's, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's uh, boothbuilt.com. Boothbuilt.com. A lot of improvements in our home don't necessarily pay for themselves, but you'll definitely see some additional comfort, um, which will equals somewhat of cost savings, uh, if, especially if you've got a lot of glass or a big patio door that's got a brutal, brutal summer, uh, west-facing summer sun heat, you know, that that reduction on it, it'll make your home comfort. And i would be really hard to, I think, calculate the savings on it, but you'll definitely feel the comfort, and so you know you're saving.
4: Yes, and not only that, another, uh, another uh, thing that I've learned over the 40 years of doing these for people is that it helps to protect the furniture that might be, Uh, near a window where the sun is bearing down on it. It keeps the wood uh, lasting longer. If you have leather furniture, it's not going to dry out as much. Carpets, it's going to help extend the life of that by not having that sun beat on it all the time or or faded if it's a darker color.
2: And even if it's uh, as many homes are a stucco home that's got a paint coat over the top, that wall that's underneath the patio cover need to be you know you may do that every other time you paint the rest of the house
4: you know any any time you can keep the sun off the wall you're you're ahead of the game
2: and tom like many of our partners here at Rosie on the House family owned small company we used to be able to say you know I work valley wide well that was when the valley was it didn't take you half the day to get from Apache Junction to Sun City, and the, just the volume of people, y'all, uh, you're out of the Glendale Airport area, is uh, your office location y'all primarily service the West Valley?
4: Yes, that's that's correct. We pretty much work from the 51 and West, and um, as busy as we are, it's the only way that we can serve our, our, our customer base efficiently, and it's important to us to, to be efficient with them and, and provide the service that they've come to expect. When somebody calls our office, like you say, we're a small family business, they might have to wait two to three weeks for us for an appointment. But once we come out there for that appointment, they'll have their estimate, their quote, you know, within a, a couple of days at the most. And then, of course, then the waiting really begins with this environment. We are in materials. It's four to six months before a job can really be completed because of the, the materials just being backlogged by all of our suppliers. So, oh,
2: And that's you know industry wide in the construction industry that's just the the s- current state of affairs
4: that's not unique to boothbuilt that's <laughs> that's every patio builder has the the same struggle we we all buy from basically three manufacturers here and they're all just swamped boothbuilt.com boothbuilt.com
0: Hey, if you'd like to go on a Rosie on the House staycation, we've got just the plan for you from Sanderson Ford. And recently, Jim, along with his really sweet wife, Juanita Stein, went to Prescott and we're gonna talk with Jim right now. And Jim, the first thing I gotta ask you is, what did Sanderson Ford give you for the weekend?
3: A Ford edge, which which was perfect. Very easy to drive, comfortable, it accommodated the stuff that we had to, to bring. Perfect.
0: You got a full tank of gas, and then you took uh, the road all the way up to Prescott. And where did you stay at?
3: We stayed at the Residence Inn by Marriott.
0: That's a familiar place with Rosie and Jennifer. They love that place. And the accommodations, how were they?
3: They were excellent.
0: Did you have some great places to eat at? Uh, Because we like food around here. I guess you know that by now.
3: (laughs) We ate at Olive Garden, and Olive Garden up in Flagstaff.
0: Also, oh, y'all took a little bit further road trip in the flag, too.
3: Yeah, this was a perfect staycation for us. There's a store in Jerome that my wife wanted to go to, switch back to the top of the overlook. Then we headed up to Flagstaff for dinner.
0: What did you do beside eating in, in Prescott?
3: We went to downtown to Courthouse Square, pretty much spent the day walking around there. The people are fantastic. They they are so friendly. It was nice walking around the square. Everybody was saying hello to each other.
0: That's why Prescott is called the Christmas City. It it feels like Christmas. Uh, the atmosphere is like that, really every time of the year.
3: It's a kind of a thing that my wife and I are thinking about. When Christmas season is here, I think about going up there again to be able to take in the sights of the lights. And
0: That's a Rosie on the House must-do, Christmas in Prescott. So let's let things cool down, though, once the heat's gone away. Terrific. I'm glad you had a great time. And why don't you tell everyone how you won the staycation?
3: Just by entering on the uh, Rosie on the House website. You know, I click on this vacation and I register. Much to my surprise, we want a staycation from Rosie on the House. Thanks, Sanderson Ford, for all their hospitality. Rosie on the House, uh, you guys were perfect.
0: That's Jim Stein, the winner of a Rosie on the House, Sanderson Ford, Arizona staycation. Good morning, Judy. Good morning. Um, I have an AC unit on the roof and there's a tube that the water, the condensation comes out and goes down through a PVC pipe down the side of the house. And I've always had a bucket under it. Now, this may sound silly, but it's been really dry, no humidity, but there's nothing coming out. Is that normal?
1: One air conditioner? Uh, yes. Okay. Everything is mounted on the roof. There's no indoor air handling cabinet. No. Okay. So the condensate could be plugged. What temperature do you keep the house? 78. Okay. Um, Set at 78, it may not be running long enough to build up a lot of condensate. But when was the last time you had the unit serviced?
0: About a month ago.
1: Okay. Well, one of the very first things they should do in a service is verify the condensate is not plugged. So I would call whoever ran that service a month ago and just say, was this a part of your maintenance program? Was it done? Did you verify I was clear? The good thing about having a roof-mounted unit like you have is even if the condensate plugs, you're not going to get a flood in your house. You're just going to get a flood on your roof. But there is an automatic shutoff. If your air conditioning quits working, it's because the condensate float shut off has said, I'm not draining, there's about to be a problem, I'm going to quit air conditioning.
0: I always thought that the best time to get condensate is when you're running it during monsoon season, when the dew points go up, because I I fill up uh, buckets of water, and the tree gets happy. Yeah,
1: a a five-ton unit in July and August, when humidity's at 30 35%, will generate almost five gallons of condensation a day. So, I mean, it's a bunch. Uh, it's it's enough to keep my dogs in very cool, cold water. They love. Yeah, and it's purified. It's filtered,
0: <laughs> and it's great for plants and trees. You can, it is. Oh yeah, it's fantastic. Is. Yeah.
1: Let's bring Fred sure. into the conversation, calling from Tucson, real quick. Good morning, Fred. Good morning. What you up to today?
5: Well, uh, I have a, a 1948 hand-built adobe house. Uh, it got uh, pipes got broken, and it filled up with water. For three uh, adobes hop all the way through the entire house. I now have the peeling uh, and shedding uh, the adobe, and I'm trying to find out how to stabilize that adobe uh, by either putting uh, some kind of a, uh, a paste on it or a paint, something that will stabilize that adobe. At one time, there was a fellow named the Adobe Doctor, yeah. and he's retired, yep. and I have it and he's not available anymore. But he had done work here in the past when we expanded our, our three-car carport okay. into uh,
1: well, you you had you had the right, you had the right guy on the job, John. Uh, I, I'm a, you know what I'm gonna have to do, Fred, because it's authentic Adobe. I'm going to have to do a little work because John was always my go-to expert, as well. But there are a couple other guys. There's a guy in the uh, uh, National Forest Service uh, that was working with the uh, town of Vale to rebuild the Adobe Railroad Depot. Let me let me get a hold of a couple guys, and then I'll get a hold of the guys over at Kowalski, and we'll we'll. I'm not gonna know someone right off the top of my head, but I won't let you down. We'll do a little research and find somebody for you.